The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. Hello, this is Homeboy88 of the Homeboy88 Podcast. If you like hip-hop, video games, pro wrestling, conspiracy theories, and comedy, come check out the Homeboy88 Podcast, constantly in the top Apple Podcast charts. Check out my back catalog featuring some of the funniest wrestling shows ever created. The Homeboy88 Podcast. Search for it and listen today. سبحان Yes, that's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, so sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! Is this wise? Axiom turned his attention to Dunham. 
I get it. I understand. Right there, Axum has a, an axe to grind, and he's doing it. They're fighting in the penalty box. Ooh! Well, Axum getting the better of that exchange. And, and now, refocusing. Say the same about Carmelo Hayes. Apollo in this moment just became a different version of Apollo Crews. We got a big book. We talk about visions. We talk about going back to 2015. This is what Apollo Crews came back here to do. He came back to become the NXT champion, and he might have just done it in a near fall break. Able to kick out. I feel like you've been held out. This is what happens right here. The beast come out of you. And right now, this is a, I must say, this is a different Apollo. I don't know this guy right here. This is a different guy. And looking for, looking to complete the trifecta of German suplexes and quickly cruise right back into the cover. Another hook of the leg and breaker again. Able to kick out at two, but the eyes, the eyes book of Apollo Cruz. We haven't seen this in June. I don't know this guy, but I like him. Elle a lâché son mogo. Coro des zifus. Donc c'est zifus des coro. Oh zifus des coro. And now, here are your hosts, Jimmy T and Jeff Lipman. Let's do that again, thank you. Hello everyone and welcome to the PWC NXT, NXT Deadline Review Show. Screw you, Jeff. I'm your host, Jimmy T. And my the DJ. Yes, that's right, the DJ. But this guy is the pain in the backside, but he's always around. It is Dr. Jeff Evil Double PLE Dose once again. Welcome back to the PWC and stop being an annoying fuck. No. And <laughs> this is the second PLE pay-per-view that we are covering today. And this is my third, third, third wrestling podcast of the day. <clears throat> you know what, man? I'll buy that for a dollar. Does that mean you're the first to get three dollars? I don't know. We'll find out tomorrow, won't we? Oh, we will. And chat out to the Dollar Club guys. Go check them out at Dollar Club Wrestling. And homeboy, yes. It's homeboy Shivani. It was you, bro. It was you. Thank you. <laughs> and he says, hey, Queen. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> He's funny. Anyway, Jeff. What do you think of NXT Deadline, dude? And uh, a lot of things have happened since Deadline and today, I guess, when it comes to NXT with Mandy Rose and everybody and whatnot. And we got a new NXT Women's Champion in Roxy. Yeah. Um, wow. We talked about the Mandy Rose situation a lot during our final battle review. So, right. So, it, at the risk of sounding brisk, I don't think we need to rehash it. Just check out that show if you don't care about final battle just listen to the first part because the first part really was us talking about the news of the last few days so we didn't talk about um rox roxanne perez winning the title as far as deadline is concerned so nxt you know you get nice two and a half hour shows uh this was in the same range i don't watch the pre-show you don't have to they don't have any 
they don't have any preliminary matches uh, or anything like that. Um, we had expressed reservations, but cautious optimism about the Iron Survivor matches. I, in my opinion, that was reward. We're rewarded. I think both of those matches were good and fun, even though I didn't, you know, necessarily like who the competitors were entirely. Um, we had a, a what you know a controversial women's match but you know that, that i like it was uh what i called the good clowns versus the bad clowns but th this match actually over delivered or maybe exactly delivered with pros like the new day and then pretty deadly and a title match which was well what you would thought it'd be to it was you know anything you can do i can do better i can do anything better than you can do again um with Let's a weird that, break please. in the middle where Apollo had one of those visions where he goes, oh. which is weird because in his prior visions, he won the title. But spoiler alert, yes. Um, but I thought Deadline overall was a good show. I don't think it was a great show, but I think the Iron Survivor. It was concept, a fun show. Yeah. And I think this the match was a winner. And I think that this match type, A, it can be longer. Uh, and, and B, I think it can and should be duplicated. And we finally have a new type of match in wrestling that I think is workable and fun. Yeah, no, absolutely. I I thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoyed the line. It was different. I couldn't put it that way. It was completely different to say Final Battle. It just, that were two different shows completely, yeah. in my opinion. Completely different. I mean, they're not even trying to be in the same. Though you could argue some of the people on Final Battle are, were are developmental talents or should be uh, as well. And that's not necessarily a knock on them. It just is. Um, no. But yeah, I I like Deadline. But yeah, they're, they're, I mean, it's completely the different shows. It's it's. I mean, it's more different than watching like a Marvel superhero movie and a DC superhero. I, I don't know why, but it's. It's just a very different yeah. feel. I guess it, it's like more like watching like uh, I don't know. Like, remember how gritty and pro wrestling. <laughs> well, it's not like there's me watching like NYPD Blue and like you know NCIS. Yeah, similar but not the same. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, let's get into it. Actually, Jeff, let's just get right on into it. It is your NXT Women's Championship number one contenders Iron Survivor match between Cora Jade, Indy Hartwell, Kiana James, Roxanne Perez, Zoe Stark, and uh, man, you know what? I actually, this was good. I mean, Zoe Stark earns her first fall by pinfall with her flipping face bust on Roxanne Perez, but then after that we get Cora Jade earning her first fall by pinfall with a schoolboy pin on Kiana James. And then later on, we get Indy Howell getting her pin with a big boot on Roxanne Perez. And then Roxanne Perez earns her first fall by pinfall with a leg trap sunset flip on Zoe Stark. And Roxanne Perez ends up winning and earning her second fall by pinfall with Pop Rocks on Cora Jade. And like I was saying, Roxanne Perez wins to become your number one contender to the NXT Women's Championship. And I believe the final scores were 2 one 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 zero. Obviously, yeah. Roxanne with the two, and Roxanne Perez won from the number one position. Which I mean, there's no difference between number one and number two, really. But she was the number one position. Um, Indy Hartwell was the weak part of the match. I actually think the strong part of the match was the woman who got zero was Kiana James. She was all over the place. She's she was good. She was. She good. was great. Um, surprisingly great. She's surprisingly athletic. I mean, her act is so good. Her act is so funny. It's I keep calling it porn-tastic, you know, and, and it really is. It's like, <laughs> it's like, very much so. it's, it's like D-level soap opera acting and her assistant and all that. But I, but people think I'm mocking it. I don't. I love every part of it. Truly, I love the whole thing. I love the character. I, I love the fact that she's obviously bought the loan on Fallon's uh, family's bar, probably their farm too, and putting liens on and, she, and she's the... She's the, the Dr. Doom behind the curtain. Um, but yeah, I, I, this, this, this match was fun. Um, one, of the, one of the things that struck me, first of all, we were right. Remember we talked about how the rules seem very awkward, but I think once we see it, 
it will make more sense and it did the the the, the match was easier to watch than to say the rules and they make sense retro retroactively um which is good and the booking was good this was not king of the mountain everyone was afraid this was going to be king of the mountain um the one drawback is they didn't say until the men's match what would happen in the event of a tiebreaker and that was a very Jeez. easy um outcome especially when you know this was like a soccer score it was like two one 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 zero um and as it turns out it would be sudden death not like an additional five minute period or so it was just sudden death first to get a fall which doesn't make much sense if it's the first person to get a fall and you know i guess it resets at zero zero so that that needed a little bit more fleshing out luckily enough or skillfully enough they didn't book it that way spoiler in either match but i enjoyed it i, I, thought, I thought it was a good match again indy wasn't great uh but yeah, it's not like she ruined it um she's just not as good as the other ladies and which is weird because she's been there probably the longest it's true and i think she's a lot better than what we see but for whatever reason oh, you're so defensive i'm so no, no. get fucked no that's bullshit man i'm the first good idea i think i will get fucked well, you, maybe you should where's la sakari i mean anyway sakari how are you feeling it's not good <laughs> exactly anyway but let's <laughs> let's get back to the wrestling though instead of going there but um anyway look this Why match was quite fun oh, you can i mean you can make it a menage a trois, right i mean geez With but anyway <laughs> that's a good question anyway um stop telling me off jeff it's a pretty important question <laughs> Well, I, I mean, don't know, man. You, Maybe homeboy. No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say me. Hey, you said me. I didn't say me. But anyway, how about I, I, we move I don't on. know who you're suggesting. I'm suggesting the, nobody. The sun, because that's a no and weird. <laughs> sick. You're a sick cunt. Oh, no, you're the sick cunt. Literally. <laughs> anyway, let's move on, folks. That's not how literally. We get a video... But anyway, we get a video package from Pretty Deadly in Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley. I interview backstage by Mackenzie Mitchell in frankly gorgeous confection. Oh, God. Anyway, they're bummed about Julius Creed not being cleared, but they talk about going or looking forward to bonding as a team. Caden Carter and Katana Chance roll up to compliment them on looking out for each other. They bicker gently and seem to set up a little title match. Anything... <laughs> you're right there jeff uh yes anything to report um, uh the, the this was not exactly good but it did set up a match uh th this was porntastic acting without the need to be porntastic <laughs> so I, I don't know right and katana have been there a long time the bit for their their lines to feel so forced i don't i don't know i feel you dude i tell you I couldn't care less at all what I was hearing, dude. You know what I mean? I, like, honestly. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, and listen, pre Pretty Deadly is pretty great, and they know what they're doing. I, it just hasn't been the same without Lash Legend, and she's doing nothing without them. I I, I don't know. So Where so, is Lash Legend right now? She was around, right? Well, she she was on NXT last, last night. She, uh, she was t talking big, and... Um, uh, you know, and and then Electra Lopez was talking big, and then Nini Hartwell came and attacked Electra Lopez. So Lash was, she was sort of featured, but then a background player. I mean, she's she's sort of lost without Pretty Deadly. I, I I understand why they want to invest in Lash Legend. She's got big personality. She's a tall, big, athletic woman. She's not great at wrestling, but she can learn to get better. But her and Pretty Deadly together, it was amazing. I mean, I don't know why. <laughs> Just as a group, as a menage a trois they worked it was magic it was on-screen magic put them together again i demand it yeah i agree man i like pretty deadly just quietly i mean seriously i've said it for a long time that i think they've got potential sure they're british uh you know annoying sort of dudes but nevertheless i think they've got potential they do remind me of the um what do you call it man the beverly brothers a little bit honestly they remind me of the new day with, with accents and you know more on the flamboyance versus the child i mean the new day days 
whole act is basically we're really great overgrown teenagers and these guys are we're flamboyant over the top prissy boys but we're really great too with a little bit of the chicken shit but into it but i i call this match which is not the next match right but i called it the clown show the good clowns versus the bad clowns um but it really it, and it sort of was but but anyway we're going out of order because the the next way but i agree pretty i appreciated it pretty deadly i'm learning to appreciate them more and more i wish they were a little bit bulky. well well mr yuck says on youtube in the chat pretty deadly are the full packages of tag team in a landscape where tag matches have been subpar lately do you think they'll transition well on the main roster hopefully they don't break up i actually think they can transition really well on the main roster jeff i think so too and actually i think that they would be maybe a way to you know save maximum male models by replacing the existing models you know with with them um they they could sort of do that it's it's sort of the same lane but they could actually be a team that wins they work really to get well together as a team again i I just wish they would bulk up a little bit not a lot they don't have to get yeah they they need to bulk up they do they like like cody bulked up not not like you know not like Frickin' Brian Cage, or you know, or or you know, any or no, 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 no. Even like a Seth Rollins built up, not current Seth, but like at his peak sort of Seth. Five years ago, Seth. Right. Not that. (laughs) 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 Chris Chris Willen also says in the chat, "Yes, boy, breakout tag team of the year, Pretty Deadly rules." Seems like our listeners love Pretty Deadly. Well. Yeah, well, I mean, they've got a lot of personality. They, they listen. They know their job. They know their role. They, they do it well. I'm not sure if they're breakout tag team of the year. I, I think I'd probably still have to go with the acclaimed on that one. Um, but I haven't, I haven't really given my year end awards much thought yet. So, I mean, pretty deadly is definitely in in the thought process. Interesting, interesting. Well, let's move on to the next matchup. It is Alba Fire. Versus Isla Dawn. It always reminds me, it always sounds like Abaddon. I, I hear Jeff. No, Isla. Why do I f- right, well, whatever. Isla Dawn, it sounds like Abaddon. I think, is this done on purpose, dude? Because it does strike me as kind of odd and too coincidental, shall I say. I doubt it. I'm sure she came up with the name. I'm sure she was probably using it and in the UK and never heard of Abaddon. But can, can I say something about this this match? Please do. I heard a lot of people hating on this match. I fucking love this match. I fucking love Isla Dawn. I, I, she owns that character. Her facial expressions, her mannerisms, her moves. The, she, 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 she segues between between feline and, and like... <laughs> stripper to sacrificial sacred ritualistic dancing it's seamlessly like it, it's all natural like she really is a wicca or something and when when she's in pain at work she's got that same evil look and that same sort of presence that sort of Rhea Ripley does when she does the you know sort of like the Black Panther pose on the edge of the ring when Judgment Day comes in um, sort of how Swerve you know, sort of like gets down seamlessly down to, you know, blow his knees like he's down there, but it doesn't seem like there's any effort in the bounce. Just all of her movement's great. I know people love Alba Fire. I don't love her. I mean, I think she's a fine worker. To me, she's just a female John Moxley, straight ahead, you know, I'll, I'll beat you up, tough guy, baby face heel, no difference in her character. I also think for a young woman, she looks 10 years older than she is, which is not great in show business, but she's fine. She can work. Um, I'm so glad Isla Dawn won. I'm so I'm so glad it was the same referee because remember he got he got misted with goo a week ago, and then whatever she did, she her spell was on time release, or she triggered something, or she hit a nerve, or she brought a charm with her, but whatever it was, she triggered it at the right time. That did it, it 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 caught up on him, and he and he couldn't breathe, and and he's spitting up the the black mist. I know people hate the the mystical stuff. Now nah, you love the Undertaker and Kane. Shut up. You you love Kevin Sullivan. You don't love, hate the mystical. You just you just think you're cool now. Be quiet. Um, it's awesome. She pulled the she used the bot. Just this match was great. It wasn't too long. She cheated. She owns the character. Chef's kiss. 
Isle of Dawn is a star. Isle of Dawn's a star, Jeff says. Wow. Homeboy in the chat says on YouTube, attention, the Homeboy 88 podcast is releasing, he's re-releasing the ECW series with Jimmy T. Part 2 is up right now. Whoa, Whoa. that feels like an eternity now, Homeboy. What was that, like two years ago already? But yeah, that was a great show, man. Check it out, no doubt. Um, anyway, let's move on. I like to the suck it up also by pointing out that Jimmy T's on those shows. Yeah, absolutely. I'm due to be on the Homeboy 88 podcast. Go check him out. Ooh, um, anyway, we get a new day. <laughs> we get a new day um, backstage segment where they say it's surreal to be here and they're going to fight pretty deadly because they're looking for the best competition and they're looking to become triple crown tag champs. It's not easy to come across the pond and win gold, but the thing is, they're going to leave this arena as the NXT Tag Team Championships. <laughs> what was that? Was that dynamite in the background right here? Yes, it's my TV not wanting to pause. Spoiler alert. Quietly. What are you doing, Jeff? I don't know why pause won't work. Well, mute works. <laughs> why won't pause work? I, I can't explain oh, why pause Get that won't shit work. going, Jeff. Get that know. shit going. Anyway, keep going. Keep going. Don't want to bother you. I hit mute. Well, anyway, we've got the NXT Tag Team Championships on the line next. Actually, before we do, we do get a. Oh, no. I already said about the, the, pre, the pre match talking. But anyway. It is a new day. Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods versus Pretty Deadly in Elton Prince and Kip Wilson, your NXT Tag Team Champions. I love this match, Jeff. This was awesome. Probably the match of the night. I'm not going to call it the match of the night, but it was, a, it was a fun match. The only thing I don't like is when uh, Kip Wilson, or whatever the name is, when one Pretty Deadly guy threw the belt to the other guy. You know, you're supposed to throw it to the other guys, but I, I guess that was the... Right, the other. Right the Guerrero tag team spots and you know they all fell down so that, that was a crowd spot that was no homage that, that's that's fine I mean I, I could go three or five more years without there being another Eddie Guerrero homage spot in, in wrestling um it's it's more than played out but yeah this was this is a fun match these teams worked well together especially for teams that probably haven't worked together that much before and you know this was I, I was not picking this after you know, if people remember, I wasn't sure who was going to win this match. I thought that Pretty Deadly would retain but not win. I wasn't sure who was going to interfere. After SmackDown, I was pretty sure it was going to be Imperium because that seemed to be where it was going. But I'm not shocked because they've had main roster people come down before and get titles. Dolph Ziggler had a title. Uh, Charlotte was down here. Uh, you know, uh, this, is, this has happened before. So, um, okay, so... Let's see. It's good for the, you know, the tag team division on the main roster finally has more than three tag teams. So it's not like New Day was in the picture. Branching. So let them be the, the beta test, the gatekeepers, the, the, the player coaches, the guys, the, the, the guys who say, yeah, they're ready for the big time. No, they need more work, but we'll work with them. So it's all good. Win, win, win. And uh, Kofi now is the first uh, double uh, triple crown winner in both uh, singles and tag That's team. That's that's right. But where do we go here with, with New Day? Do we keep them on NXT for a while, or do they still appear on the main roster? I mean, I don't think it does NXT a lot of favors to have them long-time champions there. I don't know if they drop they them. They look like they were enjoying themselves. Too. Well, they're always looking like they enjoy themselves. I and mean, there's a reason why they sell a lot of merchandise and why they're always... I don't know. I... I a long time, uh, no. New Day will be on the WrestleMania card, and Kofi is in the Rumble. So, uh, you know, so I, I, that doesn't mean New Day won't also be in uh, in NXT. I, but I would say, as a team with the titles, certainly less than half a year, probably less than a quarter. Oh, interesting. We'll see. We'll see what happens anyway. As I said, the New Day win the NXT Tag Team Championships by pinfall with the Midnight Hour on Elton Prince in a pretty great matchup. Like I said, maybe, just maybe, the match of the night. Anyway, we go back to the back where we get Caden Carter and Katana Chance running to Idris 
in foot. How do you pronounce his last name again? Info. Is it Enofi? That's it. Teresica. Enofi. Andrews Enofi, Malik Blade, and Odyssey Jones backstage. The girls invite them to hang out with, but Jones says they're going to train a little more so they can get stuff done. As Gigi Dolan and, and JC Jane roll up to give the champs guff for offering a title match to Ivy and Tatum. When in face, they beat them in a trios match a few weeks ago. Nolan packs the attack from behind. Uh, Enofi and Blade return to pull them apart. And that closes the segment, Jeff. Anything to really say about this? Yeah, it was fine. It was fine. The, the less I see Jensen, the better. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, <coughs> excuse me. Well, I'm not going to say much about this because the next matchup was a was pretty much a banger, Jeff. I actually thoroughly enjoyed this match. And uh, I don't know if it's my surprise, but you say I bang about my Aussie people, supposedly. But it was my boy Grayson Whaler with the victory because the next matchup it is Axiom versus Kamala Hayes versus Grayson Whaler versus JD McDonough versus Joe Gacy for the NXT Championship number one contenders Iron Survivor match. And it starts off with Kamala Hayes getting the first pinfall on Axiom. Then Grayson Waller earns his first by pinfall with a lateral press on Axiom. And then again, Waller gets his second pinfall with a lateral press on McDonough. As Axiom then gets his first pinfall with a victory roll pin on Grayson Waller. Then Axiom gets his second with a golden ratio on McDonough. But Joe Gacy finally gets his first fall by submission with the rings of Saturn. But Gacy gets his second. Kamala Hayes by a pinfall. And then Hayes gets his second with a trap cross face on Whaler. But Grayson Whaler earns his third fall by pinfall with a lateral press on Axiom. As Whaler wins 3-2-2-2-2-0. Becoming your number one contender for the NXT Championship, Jeff. Were you impressed? Are you excited? Um, I, I'm not excited because I don't I don't love Grayson Waller and I, I don't think I mean I, I see the personality. He also needs to thicken up bulk up quite a bit. But I don't think he's that good a wrestler. He has basically two moves. Uh, you know, what one is where he's he runs out of the ring, slides back in and hits a cutter. And and then like a you know, a couple others, his elbow is, is pretty weak. Um but it was a surprise, uh, you know, I, I picked Mello. Um, so let me say three good things about or around this match, because I think you covered it pretty well. In the NXT prior, they did the Grayson Waller effect with all five of the contestants. And I normally hate the Grayson Waller effect. No surprise based on what I just said. But while this one started with me being thinking it's a cringe fest and it's just going to be these bros being bro-like and then being enemy bros, no, they started talking about strategies. And they start talking about what what position they wanted to be coming in and axioms i want to be one so i can maximize my attempts at getting pinfalls and victories and then joe gacy had a whole elaborate reason why he four was the best and i really appreciate that because it made it made some of those rules that got crystallized for me i enjoyed thinking hearing about the strategy so that worked very well for me um another thing is on commentary uh, there were a few times during the show where Vic caught Booker not paying attention and Booker would say something, well, that's when you got to grab the brass ring or that's what it's all about. And this is Booker what you got to do. And, but Vic goes to Booker. What do you think about Axiom? Are you impressed with his methodical approach to this match? And Booker goes, methodical? What are you talking about? He's not doing anything to try and win this match. He's not scoring pinfalls. He's not even going for pinfalls. All he's doing is trying to get revenge for his nick. And Booker, exactly. Vic, you dumbass. Booker schooled you is exactly right. And that was the story of Axiom and the match that, that, that Vic completely missed. And frankly, we, we would have missed it if it wasn't for Booker probably being completely candid. Axiom was just there for revenge on J.D. McDonough for what he did to his knee, which is stupid for the character whose name is Axiom and is the math guy. He's, you know, shouldn't be ruled by his emotions. So that's character inconsistency on the dopey character. I mean, again, we got Axiom, we got scripts. Soon we're going to get the giant lesbian that's going to be gym teacher. Then, then we're going to get, you know, the 
the leader of the faction will be principal instead of Paul Heyman. They'll have a guidance counselor. I mean, we'll have a whole like you know, middle school roster of, of of NXT wrestling characters there. They can they can all apply for early admission in Chase U or or Drew Gal Gulak's University, whatever it is. Anyway, um, but those are my those are my three things that were adjacent. It was a surprise, and I thought this match was good. And this one, unlike the women's match, was higher scoring. There were more pinfalls, and I did think Grayson Waller getting two pins basically immediately was clever and I, I thought that was that was a clever was. and unexpected so absolutely um, yeah I, I I enjoyed both of them they were very different matches in the same match they could easily go the longer than tempo, both of them they could easily be 35 minutes um I just I just wish that they had a better rule for if there was a tie it shouldn't be sudden death you, you shouldn't lose all your points and start over I mean it it, it should be you know, it should only be sudden death if the person in the lead wins, uh, but the match should, should continue in so, until someone has the most, you know, whether that's three or four or whatever it is. And, and then you can make the match go as long or short as you want based on how it's going. And you can call audibles. And that's what that's why you had four refs out there. It's true. Absolutely. Uh, you know what, man? I'm not going to lie. Grayson Waller is under, uh Grow on me, man. I'm starting to like him a lot. I'm not surprised in the least. You are an Australian mark. Not because he's an Australian. No, not because of that. At first, I didn't like him. No, it has nothing to do with that. I'm always the first to give shit to my... Come on, man. The, the only one that's worth talking about right now... By the way, Chris Jericho just really lost to some 5'8 nobody. Who's this 5'8 nobody? I don't even remember his name. Um, and Jericho's <laughs> arm is bleeding, of course. That's funny. Of course he is. I mean, we might as well call him Chris Moxley at this point. He's another one that loves bleeding. But you've got to take your hat off to the Ocho or Le Champion because, I mean, the dude just came straight back from Australia bang onto Dynamite like, like nobody's business. I mean, to be able to do that at his age... You're you're a legend, man. <laughs> Straight up. Cocaine. What? <laughs> to hell of a drug, Jeff. It <laughs> 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 does that to you, indeed. But uh, yeah, like I said, I feel like there's momentum Ooh, though. Breaking with news, also, Jeff. Henry Cavill is no what? longer returning as Superman. So, uh, welcome, welcome to the Marvel universe, Mister Cavill. Okay, there you go. Breaking news, right here on the PwC Network. Anyway, um, like I said, I feel like this momentum with Grayson. I feel like the fans are starting to like lean towards him also. They're and starting I think to WBC hate him the way something. they're supposed to hate him. Right, but he's starting to get good at being hated. Like he knows what he's doing, dude. Like he he's just always been good at being hated. It. He's just not a very good wrestler. He's got like three moves, and that's it. And and he'll be. He's getting better though. He's getting better. A little. Anyway, he's he's not beating Braun Breaker, so I'm not particularly concerned about it. Uh, you know what, man? I think it's time, dude. Uh, uh, finally, we can't just be honest, dude. And we'll get to this main event now. We can't keep having this shit, man, with Braun Breaker. He's he needs to lose, and I think Grayson Waller is the guy to do it, man. And it's due. It's due to, like for that to happen. I'm oh, just quietly, Jeff. Homeboy in the chat says. I would love to have Jeff Lehman on my show. We can discuss old wrestling era versus today. Mainly it's everywhere lately. Call, call my people. In popular demand. Listen, call if I can do it, I will make it happen. If, he's if, a lawyer. If I can, if I can oh, do it, I, I'll, I would be happy to. <laughs> oh, boy. Look at him. He just, he just gave you a fucking left hook, homeboy. I wouldn't take that. What anyway, you talk to said, if, I can, if we can make it happen, I'm happy to do it. But in <laughs> what way is that a slight? I'm joking. I'm just stirring the pot. That was part of our show today <laughs> when I was with the, the vet and the big Ray. And we were all agreeing that, the, that we're not no-selling your jokes. They're just not funny. Oh, I'm going to listen to that. Anyway, Mr. Yuck in the chat says, Sanger and Via have potential but could use a mouthpiece. Is there anyone who could be a modern-day Bobby the Brain for some of these guys? If they paired Jinder Mahal with them, would it hinder them? It would Jinder them. 
as yeah, a matter of fact. gender them, which is worse than hindering them. But I agree that they are fantastic. <laughs> exactly. Could, uh, could anyone be a mouthpiece for them? I mean, Malcolm Bivens could have been, but he's gone. Via. Um, Via can talk. You, you know who could? He talks like this, Jeff. And I think that she's still available. And I know that they say that they're don't, not interested in um, wrestling any longer, but I don't think it's true. Billy Kay. When Billy Kay was 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 just doing oh, the talking. No. Absolutely. Do you want to get annoying to the fucking, to the max here? Imagine this. Sanger, Via, and Billy Kay being the mouthpiece. Are you kidding awesome. me, dude? It would be excellent. That is absolute. Wow. That's well, heat, dude. But you know, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about go away heat. That shit is like. No, she, she, was, she was hysterical. Um, but you know what? There's. An absolute overabundance of female talent in on the WWE roster, That's inclu true. including the Performance Center and NXT. And there's some that are not really that great at wrestling, or just because of other reasons, it doesn't look like they're going to have you know as big a future as some others. But they can talk, and so there's there's probably uh, there's probably some like that. Uh, that we could find. I can't think of someone offhand. You know, not not. I know. I know who was with the South American ladies for a while. We were supporting them, and one like you know damaged her knee real bad. But they're not really good talkers. But um, I don't know. I I will give it some. I mean, I think that Wade Barrett, but he's great on on the mic. But now with Pat Pat McAfee coming back, I mean, he's really tall, but they're really big. So I th I think it could work there. And by the way, there's still people out there. Selena De Laurenta is 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 out there in the universe. Oh, I can't believe she hasn't been picked up, dude. I can't believe Neither. it's 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 strange. Um, but yeah, I you know I, I definitely think that they would be. But to be frank with you, I like them talking. I like the chemistry they have. I like Sanda sort of the, the the giant gentleman. But right now he's being the the the. I'm going to beat you, gentlemen, not not that I'm nice and trying to help you, gentlemen. But still, I mean, I like it. You know who could be a great spokesperson for them? But I'm not sure he. I'm not sure what his status is with being on TV is. His lordship. Yeah, neither do I. Though so that does smack yeah, a little sure. bit of colonialism. It does, actually. I could Regal being the, the mouthpiece. Actually, Regal apparently is going to get a vice president uh, spot. <clears throat> Executive in WWE, apparently. Executive. Ah, I see. President. I There's see. No accident. There. There's we no accident. There's no accidents here. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's funny though, but um, yeah, it, it is what it is. Oh, Jeff, let's go on to the next segment though, man, because we get a Cora Jade via package as Drew Gulak is interviewed backstage. He says he hasn't felt able to reach his full potential, but he blames himself. And he has an idea how to get there. He didn't come here to complain. He came here to grind in the ring. And if he sees someone, he can help. You can help him. Strength in numbers as Damon Kemp then rolls up and shakes hands. And Gulak says he knows who he is. And Kemp tells him he should keep an eye out. When he schools Duke Hudson on Tuesday. Drew wishes him luck as commentary hypes up Lyra Valkyria. Her debut next week. Anything to report here, Jeff? No, I mean, this is fine. Gulak hasn't been doing anything on the main roster. His PowerPoint thing was funny. It looks like he's scouting some talent. It looks like he's got a little program with Chase U. Maybe he'll be uh, counter-recruiting. Yeah. What I would love to see would be recruiting videos where Andre Chase and Drew Gulak are going to, like, families' homes, like, for potential wrestlers. And going and recruiting them, and you know, Gulak comes in with his PowerPoint, and Andre Chase starts being charming, and then all of a sudden, something pisses him off, like so someone spills hot tea on him, and so he goes, goes, what the fuck is going? What kind of family is this one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> and Thea Hell like is scaring the dad, and all this. I don't know. I just think it would be wrestle crap hysterics, um, and it looks like Drew Gulak is trying to make a play for. Hudson, a little bit Damon Kemp, who's been listless uh, ever since the Diamond Mine thing. Not that I'm a big Damon Kemp fan. Um, he just doesn't have the look. I know he could kill me in a thousand ways. I know he's a world-class Olympic-level wrestler. Um, 
anyway, yeah, this, this is fine. This was all all right. Listen, it was better than than KK Dance Factory trying to act, and anything is better with Jensen. And by the way, I I, I talk about Jensen because I like Fallon Henley and I and I like Josh Briggs. Josh Briggs has something. Hmm. So yeah, I agree. What, what's happened to the fucking super diva man? Just went missing. This? this is like this is like Bloody Mary. Don't don't say the name two more times. That experiment, <laughs> I, I hope he'll be back. Guy was terrible, terrible to look at. Did not I found funny. have a big personality. Didn't have a big personality. And you know what? Dalton Castle does it better. Pretty Deadly do it better. Lots of people do it better. He he he, he was gross to look at. He's not a good wrestler, and he doesn't have an interesting personality. For someone who calls himself a super diva and, and you know basically dresses like Elton John meets Superman. He's 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 not in, he's not he he's dull. Wow. Wow, wait. You, you can't look like that and be dull. Well, speaking of dull, let's move on to the main event, Jeff, because we had Apollo Crews versus Brom um, Baker for the main for, event. Yes, unfortunately, for your NXT championship. Uh dude, this match sucked for me, man. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it listen. just did. I don't know why. It was Maybe I was gassed by this point, but yeah, it, it, this was just a match. The match was fine, but the other and match, really, was... it didn't have any personal. Right. They were hanging out together during the lead up. What the fuck was this shit? Right, and like what needed to happen is that Apollo needed to turn heel on this and go and go crazy. I mean. But they're boring. They're two boring guys. They're the same guy. They're both between 5'10 and 6 feet. They're both between 230 and 245. They're both strong as hell. They're both fast as hell. They're both quick as hell. Um, they both have lack personality. I mean, you know, it's basically two straight ahead baby faces. Um, and this this was the story. This this was basically bronze wrestling himself. It's the first he's wrestled bigger guys. He's wrestled <laughs> speedier guys. He's wrestled technicians. He's wrestled crazy people. He's wrestled veterans. He's wrestled British strong style. He's wrestled you know uh, you know Russian strong style with a uh, dragon off. He, you know he's, he's but has he wrestled Aussie kangaroo style, which he will soon. He, that that's that yeah. that's his next challenge. Aussie kangaroo style. That's right. Bounce uh, bounce. And we're going Boy. to find out Wallaby. I mean, what it'll be. Um, <laughs> Wallaby. I like it. That's a we'll good one. Wallaby. Take a that's that's mean, actually pounds. quite great. <laughs> well, if he stays in the couch, he'll be bouncing all over. <laughs> yeah. He'll be bouncing all over Bob Breaker. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, just remember that the wrestling takes place in the dingo. I mean, ring. Well, oh, well, the, the, the square dingo. I mean, circle, you mean. Right. Yeah, no, right. I agree. The, the, exactly. This match was nothing. It, it, it was fine. And then there was this weird break where, again, they made sure that you saw that Apollo Crews was having a vision in the middle of the match. And so, like, everyone stopped for 20 seconds, which was dumb, especially since his vision didn't come true, uh, which is his first vision, which didn't come true. Which he should really be questioning the gods old and new. Maybe you should consult with Isla Dawn or uh, Ilya Valkyria, whatever her name is, Lyra or... Scarlet or Valkyria, Valkyria, Valkyria. What's her first name? Lyria. Uh, Chlamydia Charistica. It was Lyra, Lyra. <laughs> right, Chlamydia Charistica. It was exactly. Lyra Valkyria. Uh -huh. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Anyway, well, Brom Breaker ends up winning by pinfall with the spear, retaining the NXT Championship. I want to say one thing about uh, Apollo Cruz. You know what his problem is, man? To me, he looks too small even compared to Breaker, right? And I feel like he's in the limbo sort of spot. He's kind of too big for the cruiserweights, but too small for the heavyweights. Does that See, make I sense? Think, I think they're going to turn him heel, and I think he's the one that right now they've penciled in to take the belt from Braun before they move Braun up to the main roster, just because it's safe. Really? I don't think they he's have anyone cold, else. cold, dude. Nah. Cruz I mean, cold. Mello, I, I think, like is going to... has got way more memory. Well, Melo, I think, is going to be on the main roster. I think, I think they're wasting his time. And, and, and Surely. Team. I'm not sure. I've been, I I've been wrong about this but, for two months. But Whaler... Uh, I don't know. I feel like Whaler's got way more momentum than even Apollo Crews does. And You're I feel like no one gives a shit do more about than three Apollo, moves. 
He's a lot better than that, Jeff. But uh, he's improved tenfold. I feel like the fans are behind him. No one cares about Apollo. I don't care about Apollo. I don't care. You're right. They don't care about Apollo. You're, you're... You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He gets no reaction, dude. Really? He just, like, they just clap along because they feel like they have to. Well, his gimmick is weird. Said not rude. This is about his fourth gimmick. What is he, dude? What the him. fuck is he? Right. And, but what is he? And, you know... The things in the he was dining room like were he's okay. From Africa. No. But but the fishing stuff was stupid. The f- fishing is boring. They were boring <sighs> fishing. They were boring together fishing. It is boring. They, had, they have no chemistry talking together. What they look like is that they're two dull jocks. That that they're they're cool guys in <sighs> high school because they're good at sports. But they they've always had things handed to them because they're good at everything. So they've never had to develop a personality because they don't need one. And, and so they're just talking to each other, but even their conversation is boring, but they don't know they're boring, so they think their conversation is fine. <laughs> okay, you're funny. Yeah, well, something needs to give. But as far as Bron Breaker goes, for me, he looks the part, dude. You can't deny that. That's the thing, Four-tool player. And that's what I mean, Apollo. Yeah, I get you, but Apollo is, like I said, he's in limbo, whereas Bron... You'll get used to him being in the main event spot on the main roster, if you know what I mean. Uh, I, I feel like this whole thing with Braun is being very forced. And I feel like the way AEW fans have invested so much in AEW... It is. It's similar everything. to Roman Reigns. I, I think that... It's similar to the Roman Reigns push. Yeah, but Roman Reigns, A, had leukemia and then came back with a completely different character. I mean... No, but... I'm talking about before that even. I'm talking about yeah, when they were really doing it. Roman Reigns until he came back with a completely different character. <laughs> right, mean, what, but, what? He's a narcissistic, arrogant, right, full of himself yeah. prick now. I mean, yeah, he got a personality as, I mean, as a mob boss. I'm the I'm the tribal chief. I mean, and that's what I'm saying. True, I the, guess. the tool that Braun is missing is a personality and a persona. He's got physically. He's he's got it all. He's he's a good enough wrestler. He'll only get better. He's got the look. He's got the build. He's got the pedigree. You know, and the, the fans want to like him. The WWE fans love him as much as AEW fans love fucking Orange Cassidy. So, um, <laughs> like, he's someone who, if they want to bring him up quickly, they need to give him a spokesman. Like, they might need to give him a Paul Heyman or an MVP or something. You know, someone to speak. Oh, to. he'd be great. I think he'd be great with a Paul, like in a Paul Heyman, but with a Paul Heyman, but have him sort of like a, what was the team called again? The with Rotunda, Barry Windham, um, back in the, the US NWA, Express. dude. That's it. No, it wasn't something else. You talking about the Varsity Club? The Varsity Club. That's it. Have him like sort of have him like sort of like the Varsity Club sort of style. Even with Heyman behind him, if that makes you sense. You know who honestly would be a good spokesperson for him? And who I'm pretty sure is available? Kurt Angle? Tully. No, Kurt Angle. Tully, Tully Blanchard. Oh, Tully, yeah. And Arn would also yeah, be a good... Scott Steiner would be brilliant, though. Well, Imagine Scott Steiner behind him, though. As a heel. Yeah, but that would be Scott's brilliant, dude. Come on. Oh, don't say that. Why did you have to say that, dude? Jesus. He had open heart surgery a year yeah. ago. Does does it does we will not remember? I know. I know. Do you wonder why? No, I don't wonder why. But I don't. But I'm not the one putting him on TV as a spokesperson. When when I mean he's he's like. I think it, it would be great though. No, Scott Steiner would have been a great spokesperson. Scott Steiner now is basically Ryback or Billy Graham. He's crazy and angry. Oof. Uh, I mean, I'm just saying. You could, I you don't need, know. You need, you need someone like, who's a worker in the business. I think the Heyman thing is good. If you go Varsity Club, Bron Breaker, I think would work. You just have him like, you know, treat him like he's, you know, he's, he's cut off the... Well, isn't Alpha Academy If you ever made Alpha Academy right, series like, again, Chad Gable's a good talker. If he stops going thank you and shoosh and there's and they stop being butcher and the blade. Yeah, but he's got to stop that shit. Right. Right. Yeah. You, you think he's got to stop that shit. Otherwise, he would just be looked at as a joke. Right. I'm talking about Breaker. Right. But yeah. 
uh, you know, that's fine. I'm, I'm down with him having a spokesperson. That That's the tool he's missing. So if someone else can be the personality, that that works. It's been it, That's been done in wrestling. Imagine it was Punk. <laughs> the cult of personality, Jeff. <laughs> well, As a spokesperson, imagine that. The man had personality? Could it work? And we, sure. Yeah, it's something. Yeah. I mean, it's well, no Jeff, Nicky Bella, but... Well, <laughs> well, I would have given uh, Final Battle, which I never said, about a two and a half stars. And this, I'll probably give a three and a half because it was more, how can I say, sort of watchable throughout the show, if that makes sense. I like the pacing of the show. I really felt the Final Battle was not a pay-per-view and it actually cost me money. It had one spectacular match <laughs> and, and three matches that were pretty good um, or good. Um, the rest of it, so... But not pretty this, deadly, Jeff. This is this is a scale of five? I mean, yes. it's hard to give a failing grade when you had that one match on it, but it's only one match. I'll, what do you say, two and a half? That's why I said two. Two and a half. Yeah. Uh, two and a half. Yeah. Two, two, two and a half, but, I mean, it's only that high because of FDR Briscoes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and Swerve uh, in our glory holes. Yeah, but there's an a, a, a ten or eleven match, you know, show, and there's two matches that are good and and one that's spectacular. I mean, that's three out of ten. I mean, that which is one and a half out of five. It's sure. just that one match was spectacular. Mind you, one was for free essentially because now WWE Network is a channel on my. Cable provider, so that's great. So and deadline, the other one costs how much? Deadline. See, I I grade NXT on its brevity and because it's developmental. And I think the Iron Survivor match performed better than anyone could have expected. It was not confusing botch fest, and and people weren't running into each other. Into each other. It wasn't difficult to keep track of everything. So I'm I'm going to give the show, and it was it was relatively short. So I'm going to give the show. Four out of five. Um, I'll go three and a half. On a scale, but I'm grading it on a on on a you know on a junior varsity scale. Yeah, nice, absolutely nice, perfect. Well, Jeff, I think we can take it home. It was a good quick hour of NXT fun with Deadline right here on the PwC Network. But tell them where they can find you, man. On Twitter, you can find me at IcarusFellMD. You can also find me right here on the PwC and the, the other fine network that we cross-pollinate with, the new channel Attitude, where you can find us on, on the page, but it's usually I always am. Um, also on Hameen Media Group, where you can also see on Cage, and uh, many of our shows find their way to those those channels as well. Uh, my non-wrestling podcasts are on Hameen Media Group, as well as the PWC, as well as the PW Hustle, as well as the Wrestling Soup Network, and that's Garden the Doom and Garden Views. Garden the Doom is eclectic, esoteric, mythology, cryptids, ufology, things that go bump the night, history, alternate history, spirituality, shamans, witches, vampires, lions, tigers, and bears. Oh, my. Um, and Garden Views is a cousin show. It's typically more topical, like uh, topics like cannabis law or the law of the sea, uh, um, uh, a lot of space law tie-ins, that sort of little obsession of mine. So check that stuff out. And my other wrestling podcast, which you can find on almost all the networks I just mentioned, including the PWC, is Hammerlock Hangover, which is bi-weekly with my tag team partner, Big Daddy Cool Steve Pena. The next show is going to be our end of year report card on our predictions from last year. Uh, our awards for this year and our predictions going for 2023 as well as discussing all the news that's fit in wrestling and by next Thursday we'll probably know a little bit more about Vince McMahon a little bit more about Mandy Rose a little bit more about this a little bit more about that what we won't know any more about is Ring of Honor but uh, how lousy the freaking TV that's not TV that's totally TV but totally not a TV deal for the same price of Honor Club before without even a, a bulk discount and the pay-per-views are extra unless you want to wait 90 days to watch a pay-per-view on Honor Club for $9.99 it's this is wow. it's unconscionable oh but it's got the Ring of Honor library on it which by the way like 88% of it's on YouTube 
and it's easy to find anyway, man. Absolutely easy to find. So yeah, TK's a fucking idiot. I'm gonna say it right now. He's a fucking idiot. If he thinks people are gonna sign up, especially 90 day delay of the pay per views, get fucked, TK. Yeah, it's that's what I'm it. saying. Didn't work for didn't work for TNA NWA. It didn't work for TNA. It didn't work for NWA. This is not a model. I know that you have obsessive fans, but they love AEW. They don't love Ring of Honor so much. Um, yeah, this, this, there's no reason this should work. And I I giggle because everyone was telling me he's got TV in the bag. He's definitely getting the experts, Brandon Thurston, Zarian. And some of them, they're not being evil. They're, they're nice. They're positive. But Thurston pretends he's a... HBMX. Calling Jesse Collins, Brandon Thurston. A lot of people pretending that they're media experts. The, oh, when he when he gets the TV deal straight out, like when, not if, uh, and all these people out there on the internet reporting that HBO Max is confirmed, it just needs to be announced. And all the time, I'm going, what are you looking at? They they're canceling all the superhero movies. They just canceled Wonder Woman three, and and you're and you're telling me that they're going to put Ring of Honor on TV? With the, ah, what 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 do you see? What rods connect for you? And thank God the world does make sense in the end. It's a confusing place, but certain things make sense. And everything I saw turned out to be correct. Good. Um, and maybe people realize that even a billionaire doesn't have that much power over network because they're multi-billionaires and they don't answer to the billionaire. They already gave, yes, he got on because he was a billionaire because of the influence. And they're like, eh, why not? We're getting a sweetheart deal. Um, and, you know, by all accounts, it's worked out okay. But more? No, I mean, look at Rampage. Look at Battle Bell. So what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. Stable, my friends. <laughs> I will say before we go that I would have paid 10 bucks for on a club if the pay-per-views were in line, like live. You know what I'm saying? And I with would have package. let you share your screen. But, yeah, well, whatever. I'm cool with that, right? Why would Point I pay is, $10 I a paid month for the Honor Club when, when I was paying $4.99 for the WWE Network? Uh, and now I'm paying zero for Peacock. Yes, likewise. Who needs to pay for more for the WWE Network? Literally zero dollars WWE Network on, on my cable provider. I mean, thank like you, if I WWE really wanted more wrestling, I could, there's plenty of indies on YouTube and I could do a better job of searching for level up or I could watch Darker Dark Elevation. I mean, just, just with that minimal effort, I could have five, find five more hours of wrestling with no effort. It's true. It's, it's quite easy because there's so much fucking of it. But yeah, it is what it is. Well, if you want to follow me, you can on Twitter at PWC Network and also right there at DJ Mass Effects. Please like subscribe right here to pwcnetwork.pubbing.com where you can find all our shows. Also at channelattitude.com with five bucks, you get to hear us talk AEW and more specifically AEW Rampage every Friday night. And also please like subscribe at The Hustle, the $1 Wrestling, the Blow Off and hummingmediagroup.pubbing.com. In saying that, I'm Jimmy T, that is Evil Dose, Jeff Lippman, and you've been listening and watching the PWC NXT Deadline Review Show right here on the PWC Network. And we're out. See us. Perez because the clock hit zero. Perez cutting off James and wow. nasty spill for James. Hartwell just starting to move. Perez saw the clock. Perez doesn't have a fall, boy. This, this is just the first match. <laughs> and I, I almost can't talk anymore. Come on, Roxanne. You can do it. Perez flies through the air. High cross body. Connects perfectly and there's Jade. Jade out of nowhere breaking up the count. Jade's always trying to Side. She doesn't want to see Roxanne oh, succeed in any way, shape, form, or fashion. And I get it too young. Generation seals. Oh, man. Behind Stark might have just knocked out Perez and Stark now. Could be looking for her second fall on Perez. If she can connect, Perez goes up, goes over, goes around, shoulders down. Oh, you got it. Of winning the NXT Women's Championship and Dawn.
looking for. Oh! Heck, heck, I'm learning something tonight about how to do